Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 249, and today we'll be talking about the announcement for the Steven Universe movie. I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm David. So, I mean, the, the Steven Universe movie is going to be a musical? I am shocked! <laughs> wow. I do like that Go they away. announced the format. It's been almost like a whole year since we learned about the movie, and it's kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, it's taken this long for more details, but I'm really excited to see a musical because the only truly uh, musical-themed episode, well, we've only got one of them ever, and it pretty heavily just featured Pearl. So I'm kind of excited to see nearly the whole cast sing in addition to what looks like all of the diamonds. I mean, what excites me the most is seeing Amy Mann's name specifically on there. Now there's some... Controversy because of a an article online doesn't list her in the you know voice cast playing a character, but yeah, I I gotta believe that there's no way that you would have Opal's voice actress just you know performing non Opal related music and then specifically call out, hey guys, it's Amy Man. Like they know we love Opal, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I guess there are different articles, but they typically list like. The people who contribute, like, songwriting-wise, and those who have performances. And you're right, I I didn't see Amy Mann listed as a performer on a lot of them. But it seems, Mm -hmm. like, really unlikely (laughs) that she wouldn't sing. But maybe they're waiting to keep that as a surprise. But at the same time, they listed White Diamond's actress as singing. So, And that is kind of a surprise since we, you know, haven't gotten that yet in the show. So I don't know if they're, like hiding any spoilers or not because they kind of list all the characters to even you know like beach city residents for instance it's kind of yeah. weird that sadie's involved in the plot but lars isn't from the list that are out hmm? uh no in the article that i read the deadline article it mentioned lars in there as performances well there you go <laughs> inconsistencies yeah. between articles <laughs> yeah. okay so maybe lars will be uh singing and performing or i'm Sure, completely confident that that's true. So, yeah. uh, can can we please get a duet between him and Emerald? It doesn't have to be like real Emerald. He can just be daydreaming. I'll take it. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be so funny. I don't know where you know this is going to be such a more like sprawling thing. Like this musical has the chance to really have those side stories and really an A B A B C type plot structure that doesn't normally exist in a steven universe episode even the 22 minute long episodes typically don't even feature a b plot because since the show's always from steven's perspective there's kind of just like one thing happening so to be able to have like side characters doing their own thing and having like a duet between more likely lars and sadie (laughs) than lars and emerald you know that's going to be really interesting i'm really excited Mm. to see what this format means for the movie because it being a musical Besides it meaning that fans get to hear a bunch of songs, it also like changes the narrative decisions you make. And since this is like a new era of Steven Universe that's about to happen, mm-hmm. this movie's going to kind of set the tone a little bit. Although, how much do you guys think this is actually a lead-in to a new amount of the show? Because initially when we heard about the movie, it kind of could have seemed like a standalone thing, but we're kind of in yeah. a weird place with the show, right? I mean, what what I've heard is that it's the lead-in to yeah. Season 6, although I'm not sure what their plans are beyond Season 6. Um, nobody knows. 
Yeah. So what does that mean for our villain then? Since movies tend to be self-contained, can our heroes win over the villain or just a small victory? Our villain can set something in motion that outlives them. I guess. It's got to be like a movie length scale, though. Like, I can think of a Steven Universe episode that introduces us to a villain and, and gives them something to do. I don't know. I guess that could exist in a Steven Bomb type arc, too, which is the same length mm-hmm. as a movie. You could make a Steven Universe movie about the Sadie Killer and the Suspects story. You know, will the band get together? Will the band hit it big? And then, yay, they did hit it big. Like, Steven Universe can scale up or down to whatever you need. I agree. Also, I I am thinking the musical format is going to help it not feel like a mashed together Steven bomb. Because even though it's just going to be four episodes in length, that theme is going to help it moving. I really hope that it is just like Mr. Greg, where the music is pretty continual. I mean, since that one was 11 Mm -hmm. minutes, it meant there was very little break anyway. But it would be kind of nice to have a um, an almost like Les Mis style. (laughs) movie where the characters continue to sing talk but yeah mr greg handled it really well too like it didn't feel out of place all the singing well it's that fun border that they kind of waltz on right in steven universe where it's like aren't the characters actually technically singing like it's not just a musical so even in mr greg i guess kind of it's canon that the characters really do sing like they experience (laughs) the moments those ways which is why it's hilarious that um you know, the diamonds are going to be doing more of that because there's this like idea in the show that even the gems themselves, the, the like high ups know about songs because obviously Steven got to witness Patty Lapone, you know, sing privately yeah. to Blue Diamond already. Mm-hmm. And I, I still maintain the gems have a way to network with each other, which is why the two pearls were able to do perfect backup for what's the use of feeling. Which then, you know, makes you wonder how were all those guys at the hotel able to perfectly do that song that surely they had not had time to rehearse. (laughs) I think there might be more gems on Earth than we were initially led to believe. Right. Kind of seems like some culture spreads. So what do you guys think about the list of other uh, song contributors, though? Because this is like a pretty big deal, Uh, right? I don't know a lot of these people, honestly, so I'm not I don't really have much to say. Well, I mean, I didn't know who Gallant was. Eh. He's just kind of like in R&B and rap. Uh, Chance the Rapper is obviously pretty famous. Amy Mann, I had forgotten, was the voice Opal. But I did, when I was looking her up, it was like, oh yeah, she's won like two Grammy Awards in her life. She's like really prolific. And like NPR named her as like one of the top 10 greatest songwriters. So holy crap, why hasn't she contributed to like more of the songwriting in the show? Mm. And then also Mike Kroll who did the yes. like yeah, indie band performance know. in the last one on the beach city. Yeah. I'm really hyped for that. If there's another like Mike Kroll performance, which again, he wasn't listed at least in the article I saw as being a performer, yeah. but like, come on, you know, what are the odds though? The Mike Kroll's appearance is like very early in the movie and he's doing a concert with Sadie Killer and the suspects. Like, come on, that's, mm. that's too perfect. Oh yeah. That is a good yeah. matchup. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually probably the perfect place for him to be there, because otherwise, otherwise it's like, why is there a concert going on? Of course, it's going to be a Sadie one. I wonder if Lars gets integrated into the band in any way, because he's back. Ooh. He's always wanted to hang out with the cool yeah. kids and everything. He could be their fabulous keyboardist. I, yeah, that'll mm. be interesting to see if he finds a place in there. And then finally, the last like major person, besides people that kind of already work on the show, like Jeff Liu and Ivy and Sarashu, was James uh, Font Leroy 
who apparently like writes for a bunch of famous people like Drake and Kendrick Lamar. So that's like a ton of talent for this musical, which really pumps me up. Even though, like, obviously, the current show writers have been, like, pretty good at writing lyrics. Rebecca Sugar yeah. is mm-hmm. someone that I just love everything. <laughs> Every song she's written, like, you could tell each one. Like, in Adventure Time, she wrote, I was like, specifically her songwriting skill is pretty cool. But, you know, this is going to be a really big collab. So I just wonder what that means for the scale of the actual plot itself. I mean, I do wonder, though, why are they spending so much money on... Well, Not like huge names, but still fairly big names. They're keeping this one out of the theaters, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, this is just TV. It's just TV. Yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm glad they're bringing Mike Kroll back. I want want to hear Opal sing. I want her to have her own song. She deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what kind of fusions have a place in this plot. So who's going to be evil enough? Or, or that the well, diamonds are the- teaming up with Steven. Obviously, there's going to be gems that don't like the new status quo. Yeah. Some people even speculated that it was Aquamarine herself. Although when we initially no. talked about the reveal trailer, you guys don't think that's who it is. Yeah. I, mm. Although apparently I think it was Polygon people were saying uh, said that Aquamarine was the laughing gem. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if like they have privileged information or if they're just making a guess. Again, I will be so disappointed if it's not a Morganite. Or, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a Morganite. As long as we see a Morganite in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, ju- I just want to see one. That's all. That's all. Well, speaking of wants, what all, what other wants do you guys have as far as, like, is there anything that this musical could cater to that you'd want to see? I mean, we kind of brought up, like, just pairings of, like, duets we'd want and stuff. I've always wanted a dance battle between the diamonds and the crystal gems. And I think now that everything's all peachy, I I think this would be the best time to have that dance battle. (laughs) What about you, Isabel? Any, like, wishes for, like, characters to do something they haven't done before or even, like, new lore type things? Um, I guess Lars and Sadie have a song together? Yeah, I mean, that seems like the most likely and that they kind kind of have to address what their relationship's going to look like Mm -hmm. in this new era now that they're both on Earth and not going anywhere. And they've changed so much. I mean, I think I think best chances are, you know, Lars actually does get to do some vocals like, you know, he's he's got a lot on his mind and he's got got to speak it. Well, he spent all of season, what, three, not even like having a speaking role in the show. So I'm assuming that's when he was preparing his voice and, uh, (laughs) you know, perhaps even pre-recording the song. Um, (laughs) I I really want to see more development uh, on the diamonds, specifically like White Diamond, because her change was so weird (laughs) in the last episode that we saw. And so, you know, she really changed her mind. Just like that. So I feel like there's got to be a little bit more of a struggle there, or I, I kind of want to see signs of intolerance and, and moving past it when a new enemy comes to town, you know? Like, I feel like that mm-hmm. gives all the characters a good opportunity to kind of, like, help the diamonds along. I really hope that they teeter more towards the edge of the line where, like, they really kind of push. Now that they already showed, like, 
the happy ending that kind of felt like a series finale in Change Your Mind. Like now let's kind of move back on that and see the Diamonds have to work a little harder because they really got off kind of easy on the whole being really horrible murderers thing. I mean, they have to restructure an entire empire. They've got a lot on their plates right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know, but there's a lot of that internal restructuring that needs to happen too, right? Like people don't just break through and stop being like horribly you know, discriminatory and judgmental and everything without, like, a little bit of internal work. And, uh, you know, that's how you get it through with song, right? Isn't that how emotional development happens in Steven Universe? Is through song? So I guess this is the perfect avenue. I guess, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I think for the homeworld, they have it pretty easy because White Diamond didn't really do much. She managed Blue and Yellow, who then executed everything, and neither of them were all that happy about the way they were doing things, so they probably have a couple ideas about how maybe I wouldn't be such a jerk about this, you know? Yeah, I mean, being less of a jerk is one thing, but also, you know, it kind of fits in, like, with modern, at least American cultural talks, too, is, like, what do reparations and stuff look like? Like, not only do they need to just make the rules right and make, like, life free, but... You're talking about thousands or tens of thousands of years of oppression placed on the lower class gems. Mm -hmm. You know, what are the diamonds really are, you know, going to do about that? But of course, that's also material for the rest of the show, you know? So I don't, you know, this movie is about giving them an enemy. And, you know, that's what makes it such an interesting choice. But I feel like they really felt like the show had a certain closure with the five season arc they had. So I guess this is just kind of like a big reset button for us to get an idea of, Mm. well, what's the new, what what could possibly take us for another three or four seasons? We we definitely had a Return of the Jedi ending in Change Your Mind. Right. So it's like, Mm. what makes your franchise a thing now? Because there's no more Rose to drive everything. Mm. She's literally gone. (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Let's see here. I'm I'm still holding out hope that it's a Morganite laughing. Uh, I I think is it is it fair to say that we all assume that this new enemy is is going to be a reactionary gem who doesn't like the fact that things are becoming less awful. I yeah. it seems the most likely unless it's just I mean the thing is the the teaser makes it seems like it is a gem. You know, if we had not had any sort of laughter or shape, then there could have been the opportunity. Like if we had just seen in a press reveal, oh, an enemy is approaching, you know, then there's always been theories about, hey, maybe the gems have enemies that are more intelligent that they're fighting than just the life we saw on the jungle moon, you know, like because they build giant bio weapons made of millions of yeah. Fusion fragments, but... I, I get the impression that whatever enemies they have out there, they got them well under control. Yeah, well, of course they do if they're willing to... But again, why would they be willing to experiment with such a giant, horrifying combination of, of shards unless they, uh, you know, really needed it? Unless they really just are the sickos that they are, which again means they really need to work through some stuff in this movie in the upcoming seasons. Well, Par- Paradox said that the cluster was just one geo-weapon, so that implies that they have at least several already, and that they're not being used all of the time. Like, they have plenty of geo-weapon time to spare. Yeah, but none of them are like the cluster, I'm assuming, unless they decided to replicate that elsewhere. But so does that mean that this enemy, you know, if it's an existing gem, I guess it makes sense for the plot to happen on Earth if the diamonds are hanging out on Earth, 
But even though we see the diamonds hanging out there at the, you know, last season finale, that's only because Steven was working on, you know, healing all the corrupted gems. So if they're back, are we back in space again for this movie? They have their ships, and it only takes them a few hours to hop between Earth and Homeworld, so mm-hmm. they could set it wherever they wanted. I mean, it seems like the plot is happening on Earth, though, due to Greg and Connie's and Lars and Sadie's you know, presence in the story. But yeah. my question is, like, why? Like, is there going to be more of a relevance to Earth? Because, like, okay, there's a cluster there, and then everyone just kind of happens to be there. But if there's going to be some new enemy, if we're going under the, like, theory that it's just a gem that's angry about what's changing, you know, why would that really happen on Earth? So, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of kind of questions for me around that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Steven was the root of all the change. Maybe get rid of the Steven? Yeah, I guess we've never seen any... Mm. We've never had, like, any conflict truly aimed at Steven before. Like, a real battle specifically at him. So, that could be the opportunity for that to happen. Yeah. And, I mean, uh... A barrel like an aquamarine or a morganite would be at around the right level to feel like she has some significant stuff to lose if Homeworld becomes a nicer place to live. <sighs> that Whatever gem leads an uprising is really going to need a lot of support gems. I wonder what mm. kind of ideology, you know, you you need the right level of gems that are high up enough, but also like willing to fight, you know, but we never really got a sense of just how many higher up gems there were or what kind of roles they had. I mean, we don't even know what all the cog gems that were dancing at the era three ball were for. Yeah. Well, like, right. Mm. And like, what class are they really? Like, I guess they got to go to a ball, but so do the gems that are just baked into the wall. So mm. I don't, I don't know what exactly <laughs> yeah. their purpose is viewed as. I mean, I, I guess pink diamond was the party girl. So maybe those gems were literally just there to party. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it's it's hard to tell. I'd be really interested to see, too. There's a lot of uh, interesting themes you can build on what those, again, it could kind of feed into. It's funny because, again, this movie and the future episodes would have already been written a year or two years ago. But, um, you know, it can kind of tie in again with like modern American politics of just like, I don't know, this other group of people <laughs> that is, uh, you know, competing f- it's, uh, I don't know, I, I, like, I feel like they need to steer, they're gonna have to steer weirdly with it being like a kid's cartoon, like what kind of, like it, it could end up, they're gonna probably avoid it being highly political, but you're literally talking about like a society fighting for what type of control it wants. So I like, mm, if you yeah. want the villains to be complex, but like apolitical, I guess it's just gonna, you know, Steven Universe is pretty good at being like, and having an emotional core so most of the things would probably like at its core maybe a gem really just feels hurt because they don't understand like where they belong in the world that's not really like a political message then it's more just like they feel lost without a leader like maybe that's what's revealed about how they really feel hurt in the end or Mm. something versus being like that they're really more just like no we like being in control at the top you know what i mean like there could be some more gooey core to them yeah bringing it back to Dog Decider and Bridget, I see. <laughs> Someone has to be the leader. Why not me? Well, yeah. Also, I guess mm. you could have a gem that <laughs> still feels that way, too. <laughs> because Br- Bridget doesn't learn a lesson. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining Aquamarine going mad with power, proclaiming her new intergalactic order. New intergalactic order. 
But see, according to Rebecca Sugar, no nobody in Steven Universe is supposed to be truly evil. So okay, no, them no, wanting to fill no, a power vacuum. Never, never said that. She never, ever, ever said that. What do you mean? She had us a whole. Okay, maybe not that specific quote, but she does talk about like that the show is a fantasy world that. Her fantasy is that, no, no, that is like a quote. The fantasy is that none of the characters are evil, I think. Isn't that what it was? I don't know. All I know is many, many years ago, there was an article where they paraphrased her as saying that there won't be very many iconic villains in Steven Universe, and this ended up mutating into no character on Steven Universe is a true villain, and no one has ever been able to find any place where she actually says that. Maybe she said that much more recently. I don't know. Yeah, it, I remember her talking about the meaning of like what it meant for her that it the show was like a, in a fantasy world and like that was their fantasy. It's either her or ENJQ on that topic, but because I know that on the podcast, I think she talked about no, I don't know. I I know it came up that that is part of the fantasy of Steven Universe. I just don't know who said it. Yeah, well, it's probably in the Steven Universe official episode called "The Fantasy of Steven Universe." So <laughs> ultra fans Ow. can go give that one a listen. But anyway, so that will probably whatever they talk about in that podcast episode probably will relate to our future evil villain. So we'll see what their emotional core is at the end. I mean, I still don't even really get what white diamonds is. She just blushed and then she realized she had flaws. <laughs> so that's nice. <laughs> okay. If only every hypocrite was so easy to convince. Right, they just blush and then go, oh my goodness, my face is flushed. <laughs> I'm flustered, <laughs> you know. Well, in White Diamond's case, that was a reveal that she herself was imperfect, and therefore the one demanding perfection was not perfect. Right. Kind of relevant. Mm. So you like have to catch them in the hypocrisy. And hope that they don't double down on it. Because <laughs> yep. that's a more typical reaction than the one she had, but you know. I mean, hey. White Diamond's just got to be a cool mom. She knows that. <laughs> she was just trying to impress everybody. <laughs> so I'm sure all of us here are waiting to see a trailer for this movie. Yeah, like oh, when yes. does that drop? So now we're we're in like the end of June, and then the thing is supposed to come out ambiguously in fall. So I'm sure that that means there's much more news to come, right? Including a proper trailer. That's going to be really mm-hmm. exciting. Yes. That's one of those like... Did they announce the date when they're going to show the trailer thing or not? Probably. <laughs> I can't remember if they've done that before. They might want it to be a surprise like this one. They just dropped the announcement. Just boom, right there. I like to see that they're using the Cartoon Network account on Reddit, by the way. It's ni- nice to see them posting their own stuff. Yeah. Well, it's nice for them to have their own announcements through social media. Also, Comic-Con, where they... Announced stuff is July 18th, so they mm. usually do. Yeah. Well, they've historically always put something new in front of our faces at Comic Con, I believe. I don't think there's been a single Comic Con that's gone by without either a episode preview or f- screening or just a general announcement. So should only be a few weeks away from new information. That would be really early for a trailer unless they actually did mean to launch it early in fall rather than late. <laughs> right, if a media company when they said a season's name actually meant like 
you know, the beginning or middle of the season, not the last day or the financial calendar's last yeah, day. <laughs> like that's that's basically what I've been conditioned to accept. Okay, so yeah. they say it's going to premiere in fall. That means probably around December. Right. They're like, oh, it's a winter <laughs> thing. Like, yep, March 31st, the end of <laughs> the financial quarter for us. <laughs> Ugh. So, I mean, here's to hoping that it's an early fall release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you... You know, maybe in classic Steven Universe fashion, it'll be like a screening too, where it's got to be a, you know, quote unquote leak that gets out of the poorly made filming of a screening they did of a teaser for the movie. That would be hype. <laughs> Much more hype than if they just posted a trailer to YouTube. <laughs> maybe they could release it in November for the sixth anniversary of Steven Universe, although I think it would be more perfect to release it in October. So you can start season six on the sixth anniversary of Steven Universe starting. Actually, that's a really good point. Uh, planning it around the anniversary. October is a weird release for like cartoons and children's media only because a lot of it is October themed. So, mm. you know, like I feel like there's more mm. Halloween specials than there are Thanksgiving specials. So I wonder where that would fit in with their lineup. Because they might have a lot of like Halloween-y type cartoon premieres that they want to do. Maybe Pumpkin gets a solo verse somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Pumpkin, <laughs> you, you bring it up just reminds me how much Pumpkin makes everything feel like a Halloween episode every time he appears. But um, yeah, November might be a good release for that. So um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what kind of information we get on San Diego. I I, I still remember when they did the premiere of the full length like intro song or whatever they did the like extended theme and that thing was on youtube for weeks only as a like fan adjusted version of it where they had like fixed the fact that someone had filmed it at an angle and in crappy quality (laughs) so we had this like almost like up from standard definition adjusted angle thing and it's like yeah i want that for the movie trailer so (laughs) just (laughs) uh it would be funny Oh, well, any more thoughts about what's coming up? Yeah, can't wait to build up the hype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the Infinity Train subreddit's finally riding their hype train. We're riding ours. Well, Are yeah, we theirs is a literal hype train. I'm really yeah. excited for that <laughs> show, by the way. In the absence of Steven Universe, uh, you know, maybe we'll get to cover the premiere episode of that. Although, I don't remember when it's coming out. Their little website, though where you have to like click the piano keys yeah. in order to view the trailer was really cool. I like that they're trying that kind of stuff. Yes, I loved that. And uh, I, I guess just in other news of Cartoon Network shows, uh, Villainous has its trailer out. It's it's really just <gasps> the first episode. It's it's not actually a trailer. And uh, Mau Mau uh, this Friday is getting its third episode out on the app. So, mm. hey, good time for new Cartoon Network shows, right? Yeah. yeah, and you just tickled my brain about coming out on the app. This movie might come out on the app as a bold <laughs> new media distribution strategy. Wow. It could be app first. That'd be bold. I-, I hope it does make it to the app, but I've never seen them put something so long on it before. Yeah, well, think about it, though. Even after it airs on TV, won't it be on their app? Probably with a McDonald's commercial every 11 minutes. <laughs> The same McDonald's commercial. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, but it'll probably be for toys for Star Wars, so that'll be hype. Okay, yeah, yeah. Star Wars toys, okay. Yeah, chicken nuggies and <laughs> the chocolate milk and the apple... F- <laughs> I still still want to say slices. fries. Apple slices. Apple slices. 
I want them fries, but yeah. Not going to say no to apple slices, though. Oh, well, guys, that's us on the announcement that the Steven Universe movie will, in fact, be a musical. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.